Independent Productions is proud to announce the release of Phantom Canyon, a feature-length Western horror audio drama. We've been happy to provide you with hundreds of episodes of free audio dramas for the past 10 years and hope you'll support us in our latest endeavor. Phantom Canyon is now available on iTunes, Amazon, and Audible.com, or by following any of the links to the show from PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Will you stay no longer, nor will you not that I go with you? By your patience, no. My stars shine darkly over me. The malignancy of my fate might perhaps distemper yours. Therefore I shall crave of you your leave, that I may bear my evils alone. It were a bad recompense for your love, to lay any of them on you. Let me yet know of you whether you are bound. No, sooth, sir. My determinate voyage is mere <laughs> extravagancy. But I perceive in you so excellent a touch of modesty that you will not extort from me what I am willing to keep in. Therefore it charges me in manners the rather to express myself. You must know of me then, Antonio. My name is Sebastian, which I called Rodrigo. My father was that Sebastian of Messaline, whom I know you have heard of. He left behind him myself and a sister, both born in an hour. If the heavens had been pleased, would we had so ended. But you, sir, altered that, for some hour before you took me from the breach of the sea was my sister drowned. Alas, the day. A lady, sir, though it was said she much resembled me, was yet of many accounted beautiful. But though I could not with such estimable wonder over far believe that. Yet thus far I will boldly publish her. She bore a mind that envy could not but call fair. She is drowned already, sir, with salt water, though I seem to drown her remembrance again with more. Pardon me, sir, your bad entertainment. Oh, good Antonio, forgive me your trouble. If... You will not murder me for my love. Let me be your servant. If you will not undo what you have done, that is, kill him whom you have recovered, desire it not. Fare ye well at once. My bosom is full of kindness, and I am yet so near the manners of my mother that upon the least occasion more mine eyes will tell tales of me. I am bound to the Count Orsino's court. Farewell. The gentleness of all the gods go with thee. I have many enemies in Arsino's court, else would I very shortly see thee there. But, come what may, I do adore thee so, that danger shall seem sport, and I will go. Were not you even now with the Countess Olivia? Even now, sir. On a moderate pace, I have arrived but hither. She returns this ring to you, sir. You might have saved me my pains to have taken it away yourself. 
She adds, moreover, that you should put your lord into a desperate assurance. She will none of him. And one thing more, that you be never so hardy to come again in his affairs unless it be to report your lord's taking of this. Receive it so. She took the ring of me, all none of it. Come, sir, you peevishly threw it to her. And her will is, it should be so returned. If it be worth stooping for, there it lies in your eye. If not, be it his that finds it. I left no ring with her. What means this lady? Fortune forbid my outside have not charmed her. She made good view of me indeed, so much that sure me thought her eyes had lost her tongue, for she did speak in starts distractedly. <laughs> she loves me, sure. The cunning of her passion invites me in this churlish messenger. None of my lord's ring. Why, he sent her none. I am the man. <sighs> if it be so, as tis, poor lady, she were better love a dream. <laughs> Disguise, I see thou art a wickedness, wherein the pregnant enemy does much. How easy it is for the proper faults in women's waxen hearts to set their forms. Alas, our frailty is the cause, not we. For such as we are made of, such we be. How will this age? My master loves her dearly, and I, poor monster, fond as much on him. And she, mistaken, seems to dote on me. What will become of this? As I am man, my state is desperate for my master's love. As I am woman, now alas the day. What thriftless sighs shall poor Olivia breathe? O oh, time, thou must untangle this not I. It is too hard a knot for me to untie. Approach, Sir Andrew. Not to be abed after midnight is to be up betimes. And, Deruculos Hogere, thou knowest. Nay, my troth, I know not. But I know to be up late is to be up late. A false conclusion. I hate it as an unfilled can. To be up after midnight and go to bed then is early. So that to go to bed after midnight is to go to bed betimes. Does not our life consist of the four elements? Faith, so they say. But I think it rather consists of eating and drinking. Now what a scholar. Let us therefore eat and drink. Many and I say, a stoop of wine. Here comes the fool, Faith. How now, my hearts? Did you never see the picture of we three? Welcome, ass. Now let's have a catch. By my troth, the fool has an excellent breast. I had rather than forty shillings I had such a leg, and so sweet a breath to sing as the fool has. In sooth thou wast in very gracious fooling last night when thou spokest of Pigrogrammatus, of the Vapians past in the Equinoctial of Quebus. Twas very good of faith. I sent thee sixpence for thy leman. Hadst it? I did impeticus thy gratility, for Malvolio's nose is no whipstock. My lady has a white hand, and the Myrmidons are no bottle alehouses. Excellent. Why, this is the best fooling when all is done. Now, a song. Come on, there is sixpence for you. Let's have a song. 
there's a testrel of me too. If one knight give a- Would you have a love song or a song of good life? A love song, a love song. Aye, aye, I care not for good life. All right, and hit it. Mellifluous voice, as I am a true knight. A contagious breath. Very sweet and contagious, her faith. To hear by the nose, it is dulcet in contagion. But shall we make the welkin dance indeed? Shall we rouse the night owl in a catch that will draw three souls out of one weaver? Shall we do that? And you love me, let's do it. I'm a dog at a catch. By your lady, sir. And some dogs will catch well. Most certain. Let our catch be... Uh, thou knave. Hold thy peace, thou knave, knight. I shall be constrained in it to call thee knave, knight. Tis not the first time I have constrained one to call me knave. Begin, fool. It begins, hold thy peace. I shall never begin if I hold my peace. Good, faith. Good. Come begin. Come. Ugh, oh, what a caterwauling do you keep here. If my lady have not called up her steward Malvolio and bid him turn you out of doors, never trust me. My lady's a Catean. We are politicians, Malvolio's a Pega Ramsey, and three merry men be we. 
Am not I consanguineous? Am I not of her blood? Tilly Valley Lady, there dwelt a man in Babylon, Lady Lady. Beshrew me, the knight's in admirable fooling. Aye, he does well enough if he be disposed, and so do I too. He does it with a better grace, but I do it more natural. Oh, the twelfth day of December. For the love of God, peace. <laughs> My masters. Are you mad? Or what are you? Have you no wit, manners, nor honesty, but to gavel like tinkers at this time of night? Do you make an alehouse of my lady's house, that you squeak out your cosier's catches without any mitigation or remorse of voice? Is there no respect of place, persons, nor time in you? We did keep time, sir. In our catches. Snack up. Sir Toby, I must be round with you. My lady bade me tell you that, though she harbors you as her kinsman, she's nothing a lie to your disorders. If you can separate yourself and your misdemeanors, you are welcome to the house. If not, and it would please you to take leave of her, she is very willing to bid you farewell. Farewell, dear heart, since I must needs be gone. Nay, good Sir Toby. His eyes to show his days are almost done. Is't even so? But I will never die. Sir Toby, there you lie. This is much credit to you. Shall I bid him go? What, and if you do? Shall I bid him go and spare not? Oh, no, 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 you dare not. Out of tune, sir. Ye lie. Art any more than a steward? Dost thou think, because thou art virtuous, that there shall be no more cakes and ale? Yes, by St. Anne, and Ginger shall be hot of the mouth, too. Mistress Mary, if you prized my lady's favor at anything more than contempt, you would not give means for this uncivil rule. She shall know of it by this hand. Go shake your ears. Twere as good a deed as to drink when a man's a-hungry, to challenge him the field, and then to break promise with him and make a fool of him. Do it, knight. I'll write thee a challenge. Or I'll deliver thy indignation to him by word of mouth. Sweet Sir Toby, be patient for tonight. Since the youth of the Count was today with thy lady, she is much out of quiet. For Monsieur Malvolio, let me alone with him. If I do not gull him into a nayward and make him a common recreation, do not think I have wit enough to lie straight in my bed. I know I can do it. Possess us, possess us, tell us something of him. Mary, sir... Sometimes he is a kind of Puritan. Oh, if I thought that, I'll have beaten like a dog. What, for being a Puritan? I exquisite reason, dear knight. I have no exquisite reason for it, but I have reason good enough. The devil a Puritan that he is, or anything constantly, but a time-pleaser. An affectioned ass that cons state without book and utters it by great swarths. The best persuaded of himself. So crammed as he thinks with excellencies that it is his grounds of faith that all that look on him love him. And on that vice in him will my revenge find notable cause to work. What wilt thou do? I will drop in his way some obscure epistles of love, wherein by the 
color of his beard, the shape of his leg, the manner of his gait, the expressiture of his eye, forehead, and complexion, he shall find himself most feelingly personated. I can write very like my lady or niece. On a forgotten matter, we can hardly make distinction of our hands. Excellent. I smell a device. I have it in my nose, too. He shall think by the letters that thou wilt drop that they come from my niece and that she's in love with him. My purpose is indeed a horse of that color. And your horse now would make him an ass. Ass, I doubt not. Oh, twill be admirable. Sport royal, I warrant you. I know my physic will work with him. I will plant you two, and let the fool make a third where he shall find the letter. Observe his construction of it. For this night, to bed, and dream on the event. <laughs> Farewell. Good night, Penthesilia. Before me, she's a good wench. She's a beagle, true-bred, and one that adores me. What of that? I was adored once, too. Let's to bed, knight. Thou hadst need send for more money. If I cannot recover your niece, I am a foul way out. Send for money, knight. If thou hast her not in the end, call me cut. If I do not, never trust me. Take it how you will. Come, come, I'll go burn her some sack. Too's too late to go to bed now. Come, knight. Come, knight. Give me music. Give me some music. Now, good morrow, friends. Now, good Circio, but that piece of song, that old and antique song we heard last night, methought it did relive my passion much. More than light airs and recollected terms of these most brisk and giddy-paced times. Come, but one verse. She is not here, so please your lordship that should sing it. Who was it? Feste. The jester, my lord. A fool that the Lady Olivia's father took much delight in. She is about the house. Well, seek her out. And uh, play the tune the while. Come hither, boy. If ever thou shalt love, in the sweet pangs of it remember me. For such as I am, all true lovers are unstained and skittish in all motions else, save in the constant image of the creature that is beloved. How dost thou like this tune? It gives a very echo to the seat where love is throned. Thou dost speak masterly. My life upon it, young though thou art, thine eye hath sate upon some favor that it loves. Hath it not, boy? A little. By your favor. What kind of woman is it? Of your complexion. <laughs> she is not worth thee then. <laughs> what years, Ife? About your years, my lord. Two? Oh, by heaven. Let still the woman take an elder than herself. So wears she to him, so sways she level in her husband's heart. For boy, however we do praise ourselves, our fancies are more giddy and unfirm, more longing, wavering. Sooner lost and worn than women's are. I think it well, my lord. Then let thy love be younger than thyself, or thy affection cannot hold the bent, for women are as roses, whose fair flower being once displayed doth fall that very hour. 
And so they are. Alas, that they are so. To die even when they to perfection grow. Oh, fellow, come. This song we had last night. Mark it, Circio. It is old and plain. The spinsters and the knitters in the sun and their free maids that weave their thread with bones do use to chant it. It is silly, sooth, and dallies with the innocence of love like the old age. Are you ready, sir? Aye. Prithee, sing. You boys ready?
There's for thy pains. No pains, sir. I take pleasure in singing, sir. I'll pay thy pleasure, then. Truly, sir. And pleasure will be paid one time or another. Give me now leave to leave thee. Now the melancholy god protect thee, and the tailor make thy doublet of changeable taffeta, for thy mind is a very opal. I would have men of such constancy put to sea, that their business might be everything, and their intent everywhere, for that's it that always makes a good voyage of nothing. Farewell. Once more, Cersei, get thee to yon same sovereign cruelty. Tell her, my love, more noble than the world, prizes not quantity of dirty lands, the parts that fortune hath bestowed upon her. Tell her, I hold as giddily as fortune, but tis that miracle and queen of gems that nature pranks her and attracts my soul. But if she cannot love you, sir... I cannot be so answered. Sooth, but you must. Say that some lady, as perhaps there is, hath for your love a great a pang of heart as you have for Olivia. You cannot love her. You tell her so. Must she not then be answered? There is no woman's sides can bide the beating of so strong a passion as love doth give my heart. No woman's heart so big to hold so much. They lack retention, alas. Their love can be called appetite. No motion of the liver. But the palate that suffers surfeit, cloyment and revolt. But mine is all as hungry as the sea and can digest as much. Make no compare between love a woman can bear from me and that I, O Olivia. Aye, but I know... What dost thou know? Too well what love women to men may owe. In faith, they are as true of heart as we. My father had a daughter, loved a man. As it might be, perhaps, were I a woman, I should your lordship... And what's her history? A blank, my lord. She never told her love, but let concealment like a worm in the bud feed on her damask cheek. She pined in thought, and with a green and yellow melancholy she sat like patience on a monument. Smiling at grief, is not this love indeed? We men may say more, swear more, but indeed our shows are more than will. For still we prove much in our vows, but little in our love. But died thy sister of her love, my boy? I am all the daughters of my father's house. And all the brothers, too. And yet I know not. Sir, shall I to this lady? Aye, that's the theme. To her in haste. Give her this jewel, say, My love can give no place, buy no denay. Signor Fabian. No, oh, nay, I'll come. If I lose a scruple of this sport, let me be boiled to death with melancholy. <laughs> Wouldst thou not be glad to have the niggardly, rascally sheep biter come by some notable shame? 
I would exult, man. You know, he brought me out a favor with my lady about a bear baiting here. To anger him, we'll have the bear again, and we will fool him black and blue, shall we not, Sir Andrew? And we do not, it is pity of our lives. Here comes the little villain. How now, my metal of India? Get the Augie to the box tree. Malvolio's coming down this path. He's been yonder in the sun practicing behavior to his own shadow this half hour. (laughs) Observe him for the love of mockery. For I know this letter will make a contemplative idiot of him. Close in the name of jesting. Lie thou there, for here comes the trout that must be caught with tickling. Tis but fortune. All is fortune. Maria once told me she did affect me. And I have heard herself come thus near that, should she fancy, it should be one of my complexion. Besides, she uses me with a more exalted respect than anyone else that follows her. What should I think on it? Here's an overweening rogue. Peace, peace. Contemplation makes a rare turkey cock of him. How he jets under his advanced plumes. It's like I could so beat the rogue. Peace, I say. To be Count Malvolio. Ah, rogue. Pistol him, pistol him. Peace, peace. There is example for it. The lady of the Stretchy married the yeoman of the wardrobe. Fire on him, Jezebel. Oh, peace, peace. Now he's deeply in. Look how imagination blows him. Having been three months married to her, sitting in my estate. Oh, for a stone bow to hit him in the eye. Calling my officers about me in my branched velvet gown. Having come from a daybed, where I have left Olivia sleeping. Peace, peace. And then to have the humor of state. And after a demure travel of regard, telling them I know my place as I would they should do theirs. Two for my kinsman Toby. Boots and shackles. Peace, peace, peace. Oh, now. Seven of my people, with an obedient start, make out for him. I frown the while and perchance wind up watch or play with my, mm, some rich jewel. Toby approaches, courtesies there to me. Shall this fellow live? <laughs> Silence be drawn from us with cars, yet peace. I extend my hand to him, thus, quenching my familiar smile with an austere regard of control. And does not Toby take you a blow on the lips then? Saying... Cousin Toby, my fortunes having cast me on your niece give me this prerogative of speech. What, what? You must amend your drunkenness. Outstab. Not nay, patience. We break the sinews of our plot. Besides, you waste the treasure of your time with a foolish knight. That's me, I warrant you. One, Sir Andrew. I knew it was I, for many do call me fool. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. What employment have we here? Oh, 
Now is the woodcock near the gin. Oh, peace! And the spirit of humor intimate reading aloud to him. By my life, this is my lady's hand. These be her very C's, her U's, and her T's, and thus makes she her great P's. It is in contempt of question her hand. Her C's, her U's, and her T's. Why that? To the unknown beloved, this and my good wishes, her very phrases, by your leave, wax. This wins him, liver and all. Jove knows I love. But who? Lips do not move. No man must know. No man must know. What follows? The numbers altered. No man must know. If this should be thee, Malvolio. Mary, hang thee, Brock. I may command where I adore, but silence. Like a Lucrece knife with bloodless stroke, my heart doth gore. M-O-A-I doth sway my life. A Faustian brew. Excellent wench, say I. M-O-A-I doth sway my life. Nay, but first let me see, let me see, let me see. <laughs> what dish of poison has she dressed him? And with what wing the Staniel checks at it? I may command where I adore. Why, she may command me. I serve her, she is my lady. Why, this is evident to any formal capacity, there is no obstruction in this. The end. What should that alphabetical position portend? Oh, if I could make that resemble something in me. Softly, M O A I. Oh, I make up that. He's now at a cold scent. Sounder will cry upon for all this. I'll be rank as a fox. M. Malvolio. M. Why? That begins my name. Do not I say he would work it out? The cur is excellent at faults. M. But then there is no consonancy in the sequel. That suffers under probation. A should follow, but O does. And O shall end, I hope. I, or I'll cudgel him and make him cry, O. And then I comes behind. Aye, and you had any eye behind you? You might see more detraction at your heels and fortunes before you. M-O-A-I. The simulation is not as the former, and yet, to crush this a little, it would bow to me for every one of these letters are in my name. Soft here follows prose. If this fall into thy hand, revolve. In my stars I am above thee, but be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Thy fates open their hands. Let thy blood and spirit embrace them. And to inure thyself to what thou art like to be, cast thy humble slough and appear fresh. Be opposite with a kinsman, surly with servants. Let thy tongue tang arguments of state. Put thyself into the trick of singularity. She thus advises thee that sighs for thee. Remember who commended thy yellow stockings and wished to see thee ever cross-guarded. 
I say, remember, go to, thou art made, if thou desirest to be so. If not, let me see thee a steward still, the fellow of servants, and not worthy to touch fortune's fingers. Farewell. She that would alter services with thee, the fortunate unhappy. Daylight and champagne discovers not more. This is open. I will be proud. I will read politic authors. I will baffle Sir Toby. I will wash off gross acquaintance. I will be point devise. The very man. I do not now fool myself to let imagination jade me. For every reason excites to this. That my lady loves me. She did commend my yellow stockings of late. She did praise my leg, being cross-guarded. And in this, she manifests herself to my love, and with a kind of injunction drives me to these habits of her liking. I thank my stars I am happy. I will be strange, stout, in yellow stockings, and cross-guarded, even with the swiftness of putting on. Jove and my stars be praised. Oh, here's yet a postscript. Thou canst not choose but know who I am. If thou entertainest my love, let it appear in thy smiling. Thy smiles become thee well. Therefore in my presence still smile, dear my sweet, I prithee. Jove, I thank thee, I will smile. I will do everything that thou wilt have me. <laughs> I will not give my part of this sport for a pension of thousands to be paid from the sofa. I could marry this wedge for this device. So could I too. And ask no other dowry with her but such another chest. Nor I neither. Here comes my noble gull catcher. Wilt thou set thy foot on my neck? Or mine either. Shall I play my freedom at trade trip and become thy bond slave? If faith or I either. Why, thou hast put him in such a dream that when the image of it leaves him, he must run mad. Nay, but speak true. Does it work upon him? Like aquavitae with a midwife. If you will then see the fruits of the sport, mark his first approach before my lady. He will come to her in yellow stockings, and tis a color she abhors, and cross-guarded a fashion she detests. And he will smile upon her, which will now be so unsuitable to her disposition, being addicted to a melancholy as she is, that it cannot but turn him into a notable contempt. If you will see it, follow me. To the gates of Tara, thou most excellent devil of wit. I'll make one too. Dependent Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show. Twelfth Night, Act Two. Featuring the voice talents of 
Aidan Rudd as Sir Toby Belch, David Alt as Sir Andrew, Pete Mylan as Malvolio, Paul Brueggemann as Duke Orsino, Allison Moser as Festi, Jason R. Wallace as Fabian, Marley Norton as Viola, Mindy Rest Keenan as Maria, Colin Kelly as Antonio, Marley Norton as Sebastian, and Rochelle Hager as Curia. Written by William Shakespeare. Script analysis and dramaturgy by Colin Kelly. Directed by Landon Bell. Featuring the following music. Horizon and Fragile by Jazz Street Trio. Jarvik 8, George Street Shuffle, No Good Layabout, and Opportunity Walks by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. O Mistress Mine and Come Away Death by Vincent Morrison. Vocals by Allison Moser. Harry's Bar by Purple Planet Music of purple-planet.com. When That Day Comes by Summer Off Jazz Street. Has to be Jazz by J. Denise of soundcloud.com slash J. Denise. J-A-D-E-N-I-S-E. And Clarinet Sauce by Music by Pedro of youtube.com slash music by Pedro. Shakespeare theme by Pavel Zuk of facebook.com slash zookmusic. Z-U-K. M-U-S-I-C Produced by Pendant Productions This production is copyright 2014 Pendant Productions For more information visit PendantAudio.com Thanks for listening Art not thou the Lady Olivia's fool? No, indeed, sir. The Lady Olivia has no folly. She will keep no fool, sir, till she be married. And fools are as like husbands as pilchards are to herrings. The husband's the bigger. (laughs) I am indeed not her fool, but her corrupter of words. Next time on The Pendant Shakespeare... Give me your hand, sir. My duty, madam, and most humble service. Cesario, by the roses of the spring, by maidenhood, honor, truth, and everything, I love thee so, that maugre all thy pride, nor wit, nor reason can my passion hide. Do not extort thy reasons from this clause, for that I woo. Thou therefore hast no cause, but rather reason thus with reason fetter. Love sought is good but given unsought, better. No, faith, I'll not stay a jot longer. Thy reason, dear Venom, give thy reason. You must needs yield your reason, Sir Andrew. Mary, I saw your niece do more favors to the Count's serving man than ever she bestowed upon me. Will either of you bear me a challenge to him? The stakes are raised when Twelfth Night, Act Three, premieres on July 16th, 2014. Pray God defend me. A little thing would make me tell them how much I... A lack of a man. Only at PendantAudio.com